Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, listeners. Kevin and I need your help. Yes, we need your help. Please, please, please. We need your stars. We need your reviews, you guys, on iTunes so we can start to climb those iTunes rating charts. It's simple. Open iTunes, click on the iTunes store, search for Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Then click on Ratings and Reviews under the Customer Reviews click write a review then let us know what you think from one to five stars if you need some help think of one star being carol channing and paul lynn in the road company of the last five years (laughs) and five stars being free front row tickets to hamilton (laughs) although when you think about it i actually would give five stars to the road company of carol channing and paul lynn in the last five years because i think that would be Uh, awesome i would love to hear can i hear moving too fast as paul (laughs) (laughs) that's the the one i really want she's a six the goddess (laughs) And through Erica Schwartz and Danica Weiss and the Handelman twins. So there you go. You can also leave a comment if you like. That's it. That's your reviews. It. Send us Thank your reviews, you. friends. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this is Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Curtain and make sure to join our Facebook page at Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And maybe follow us on Instagram at Broadway Curtain Podcast. Plus, you can always listen to our podcasts on Broadway World and Stitcher. Ooh, Stitcher. We're moving Ooh. up in the world. <laughs> Since 1960, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of young <laughs> sopranos have been singing much more. But no one sings it better than today's guest because she is the one who sang it first. That's right. And, and is the best at it, I'll I think. I'll say, geez. Thank you. And if Thank originating... As if originating the role of the girl in Fantastics wasn't enough, she is also known to audiences as the hip-hopping grandmother in the musical version of The Wedding Singer. Plus, she has been seen on Broadway in On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, Ben Franklin in Paris, and Last of the Red Hot Lovers, just to name a few. Wow. (laughs) To tell us what it was like to stand by for Barbara Harris, work with John Kander, and to tell us all about her new show, Much More, a tribute to Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt, here to prove that her wish came true when she said, please, God, don't let me be normal. <laughs> I'm is, still saying it. It's <laughs> the beautiful and wonderful Rita Gardner. Thank you. Thank oh, you, Rob. Rita. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, we are so happy to have you here, Rita. I'm happy to be here. So, Rita, 
Let's start at the beginning. Where are you from originally? I'm from Brooklyn. All right, a New Yorker. Where, I'm a New Yorker. All the way through around. Through. We're, in New, we're in Brooklyn. Crown Heights. Oh, Crown oh, Heights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, were your, was your family involved in the arts? Nobody. There. I mean, they, they, nobody can sing. Nobody has ever been an actor in my family. No. They sing off key. <laughs> So where did you get this from? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I never found that out, no. Did you grow up going to see shows on Broadway? Do you remember well, your first show Well, when I was a, a, about three or four or five or whatever, I sang on, a, a, a radio, on the radio at five years old oh, wow. on WHN. And so I sang. I was always a singer, I, I guess. That's what I'm told. I don't quite remember it all, but my brother does, so he fills me in sometimes. Of course, of course. Yeah. Older brother, right? Older <laughs> brother, yeah. <laughs> fills you in. Um, when you were singing on this radio program, were there any songs that you specifically remember singing, or you were just... And then I sang on Coast to Coast on a Bus. I was on a radio show called Coast to Coast on a Bus that Milton Cross was, was the host, the opera... What? Yeah. The guy. Yeah. Well, what was, was it called? Coast to Coast? Coast to Coast on a bus. And we sang Coast to Coast on a bus, beep, beep, along the highway, through every byway. That's what we sang every week. Beep, beep. I, I like that, that song. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I thought I'd put it in my like show, it. but yeah. not this one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Oh so, and it was thrilling because... If you couldn't get to a show, I mean, we couldn't afford that. Yeah. So you could afford whatever it was I paid at that time and saw all those great people. Did you like popular music? Would you listen to the popular music? Oh, I sang on Coast to Coast. I uh, sang but, pop stuff. But were there any singers or songwriters that you really, really liked? I liked the old ones. Richard Rogers. Richard Rogers. Rogers and Hart. And I, I knew that Richard Rogers. That was the popular music of the time, too. Yeah, was Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Ro- yeah, Rogers and Hart. And uh, Richard Rogers came to see the Fantastics. Oh? Oh, he did. And his limousine was bigger than the block. Because I tell <laughs> you. A limousine truth, to go see Fantastics. He took a limousine with his, you his wife. You better take a limousine. And then he took me out. Uh, to oh. a th- to a restaurant, I was I, and they were playing all the Richard Rogers music. And, and you didn't, he didn't really know him. He was like, "I'm taking out Louisa." Like, uh, no, it, no, <laughs> I, I did know him because I grew up with his music. I knew all oh. of his songs. Did he know you yeah. beyond what he just seen? No, he just saw me in the show, and he said, oh, "Come on, we're taking you to dinner." So, I yeah, said, <laughs> so that's what like, happened. Would you get intimidated? Did you get intimidated? Well. When he ordered shrimp, I said, what is that? Because I never had it. <laughs> he said, you'll love it, Rita. I said, okay, I'll All right, it. all right. No, he was, uh, he was lovely. Oh, Absolutely lovely. That is so wonderful. It's so exciting when you get to meet one of your mentors, or one, one of your inspirations, yeah. I Well, yes, say. I mean, the Hello. best. And, and, of course, I mean, Gershwin Kern. All oh, sure. Oh, I'm yeah. going to put you on the spot if that's okay. Uh, you, of course. Here we go. Your favorite Richard Rogers song. He was too good to me. Oh. How can I get along now? That's my favorite. That was what I love that song. See? It's honestly one of my favorite. That melody is so beautiful. Gorgeous. And that people forget. I mean, people don't know that song no. as well, that Rogers and Hart. No. That's amazing. So no. now you went to high school for the performing arts. Yeah. You graduate. And then what's the next step for you? Well, I, I had a lot of jobs. See, it was, I was always working, doing something. In addition to your studies? Well, uh, yes, absolutely. But when I graduated, uh, you know, I was still working. And then I decided it's time to go to school. My parents said it's up to you because I, I could get into Brooklyn College. 
I guess I had the grades at that time. It was a city college. And so I was in Brooklyn College, but I had about nine jobs, so I would go to different classes and fall asleep. Like I never, what, was your, what were some jobs that you had? Well, I was singing with a band. Uh-huh. I, I, I was a dental assistant. I can now read x-rays. I'm oh, very good at that. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I, whatever I could get to pay me, you know, I mean, wow. whatever jobs I could get yeah. to pay me. And, uh, you know, when I was a young kid, I was on Let's Pretend and all those places, too. What's Let's Pretend? Let's Pretend was a radio show. All these, you know, at the time when I was growing up, there were all these radio shows. Yeah, right. That's what people listened to, the radio, you know, quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah. So, um... I like the name. So of there that was building. quite a market for yeah, that. You know, there was so like podcasts today. Exactly. Really. I mean, like exactly. That's so that's what people were, what we're doing. You know, and, and I was on this radio show called Coast to Coast, and well, then I was on a television show. I was with a jazz quartet called the Honey Bees, and uh, uh, Dave Lambert did our first uh, uh, record. Oh. And it was Moon Glow. Uh, my God, who remembers all of this? Yeah, and I'd like to find that record, please. Yeah. Anybody well, out not, there? Not, find I don't Moon think Glow. I have it, but my oh, friend Margie Gray might have it. I don't know, but we we were a jazz quartet too. I mean, you did everything, it right? Seems. And where did you end up going to a college? Did you end up going to Brooklyn? I went college? to Brooklyn College, and then I was in school uh, about a year and a half or two years, and I was in this English class, and I think it's a it's. A, Jocastus. Jocastus from Odysseus or Yes. Right? So I had read that before because, you know, that's what I did. So the teacher said my name is Rita Shire. So he said, Miss Shire, you stand up and read Jocastus' speech and you can't fall asleep, please. Because he was very upset at me. So I said, Oh, okay. So when I was a kid and I had all these lessons, I was taught to read you know, cold, as it were. Mm -hmm. And when you do radio, you read cold. So I read it cold, and he applauded, and so did the class, and he said, don't stay here, don't stay in class, don't stay in college, just go out and act. And that's that's exactly what happened. He called my mother and said, ah, she has to act. Get her out of school. What a great teacher. (laughs) Do you remember his name? No. But what a great teacher. Yeah, I'll say. Wow. Well, I mean, it was a surprise, but, well, yeah, but but rather than fall asleep, he said, why don't you get on the stage? <laughs> <laughs> so well, how did you do that? What was, so like, you're like, I all auditioned, right, fine, I just... think I auditioned for everything. You did? You know, everybody auditioned for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, one half of the world is auditioning for the other half, isn't Amen. it? So you... <laughs> <laughs> you know about that. Did you have, like, other than he was too good, uh, was there a song that was, like, sort of your standard audition song? Well, when I went to sing... Since much uh, more know, had not been written No, yet. I auditioned <laughs> for the Fantastics. Well, that's... I guess I told that in, in, because I have a, a, a show called Try to Remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did tell that story, and it, it's really true. I, uh, I came home from a funeral, and I said, I'll... I'll I've got to get a job. It was so upsetting. So I looked in Variety, and they were auditioning for the Fantastics. And I thought it was a review. I had no idea. And I called Laurie Noto, and he got on the phone. And I talked and talked and talked. He said, you know, I like your voice. We really know who we want, but why don't you come and audition? I said, okay. So I brought Over the Rainbow, because I sang that song, uh-huh. and I sat and I waited and I walked in and and because I was very lucky, I knew how to sight sing. So I I 
I sang something from the Fantastics, I think, uh, I don't know if they were you, something that yeah. Harvey gave me. And they kept calling me back and back and back. And so I got the job. Yeah. But I didn't expect it. I really didn't. And it was just an accident. Wow. And I, I always tell students, because I do teach. Yes. And I say, you know, everything is an accident. I, you know, as, as Ruth Gordon says, you work hard, you put in that time, and you never face the facts. <laughs> so good. Excellent quote. Yes. Um, so... Do me a favor, if you don't mind. Would you be so kind as to tell our listeners what was auditioning for theater like in the 1950s? Because now it's it's totally different in the 2010s. The way you would go and audition for a musical. Well, they there were more sopranos around. Now you have to belt. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really one of the things. And since I don't belt, uh, you know, I was a soprano and I sang songs and, and rapper. You're a rapper too. And a rapper too. Rap- right? Before it became popular in Hamilton, that I had to learn. But <laughs> you know, you and and by the way, the interesting thing I think is that because I realized at a certain time that there were no shows that had sopranos. Certainly, my age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm very pragmatic about that. I'm, I'm a certain age, and there were no shows. So I I decided that at one point, you know, I said I have to get back to doing plays, and I did. And that's really what I've been doing. I did I Remember Mama, mm-hmm. and then I did it just this past Ju- uh, June and July at uh, what, the Two River Theater. Yes, yeah. and got excellent reviews, Ex- by the way. Absolutely, wonderful, wonderful show, and it was very well done. Very yeah. good actresses. We played all the parts. We were a certain age. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when you go to the theater, I don't see that anymore. But as you have to nest in the gale, as Margaret Mead says, because you have to see what's, you know, happening and try to be part of it at least. I, I, I see that, and so I audition. That's my middle name. And do you like the process of auditioning? No. Don't like it? No, because um, what are they looking for? What do they want? You know, as, as an actress, you always go, oh, my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> I don't want to be here. And you've had a very wonderful career, but that never goes away, the what am I doing here, what do they want from no, me? No, it's always there. Absolutely. Why would you be an actor? You, I mean, it's always that part of you that says, I feel like five years old again. Totally. <laughs> what, what piece of wisdom would you like to impart on uh, people that are just entering this business? I think you, I, I guess I keep quoting things. Hamlet says the readiness is all. Am I right about that? Yes. Um, I think you have to know your craft because so many things happen. And you have to know how to handle yourself in the theater. And, you know, now you have to know how to do a movie. I mean, what does that take? Mm-hmm. It's not a big voice, but you still have to have an emotional life and be real. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to know your craft. Always keep oiled. Because you can meet someone on the street and they say, gee, you're right for this. And when you're not oiled, that's when you get into trouble. Mm. How do you stay oiled? I take classes all the time. I take singing lessons. I go to a gym. I have an acting class. We did pieces of Pinter, uh, and that's going to be done again. That's awesome. 
Uh, and you don't think about it, but it gives you joy. Mm. What gives you joy, and what is your passion? Passion is very important. And you only get one choice, really, in life. You have someone you love, hopefully, but you have one choice when it comes to what you love to do. So that's, you have to look at that very carefully. That is beautiful. And that's a great piece of advice to pass on to the next generation yeah. of, of performers. Absolutely. I mean, it just... And when I see it, when I teach and I see it, I go, ah, that one I know is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to know. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then you look at yourself. When you were, when you were auditioning uh, for the Fantastics, we'll, yeah. go, we'll go back to the Fantastics yeah, for sure. a second. When you were auditioning for the Fantastics... Did you realize that you were working on something that was going to turn out to be so monumentally huge? Did you know what you were working on was special? I always thought it was special because I was the only girl. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the right answer, Rita. That's, that's the right answer. That's always the best. Right? <laughs> and it had Jerry Orbach. It had Kenneth Nelson. Yeah. And Tom Jones did the old actor. Yeah. And... We had Word Baker, and it was fun. And if it was a good day, we worked longer than we did when it wasn't a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like the French. You know, you come in and you start rehearsing, and Word would say, "This is, let's go home. And then the next day would be great, and you'd stay later because there were no rules. Right. I mean, you're talking about 1960. Yeah. Going back, though, to the Fantastics for a second, like you had mentioned earlier, which was the staging of the show was so unique because most musicals at that time were very literal. And, d- and they're literal now, too, believe and, me. And they are very literal now. Yes. Um, but to... And I, we, I recently took a group of students to see the Fantastics. Uh-huh. Um, and it is still so moving and so inventive and so creative. With, in the rehearsal process, were you all part of creating or did... Mr. Baker have a very clear idea of this is the way it's going to be. No, we improvised a lot of stuff. You improvised a lot. And then he said, that works, that doesn't. And then he said, try this. Everything was easy. We didn't know we were going to be in a hit, you know, or, or a show that's lasted over 50 years. Yeah. We were just doing a show. Yeah. And we got a dollar forty. I mean, God knows we didn't get a lot of money. Right. So, and then I knew, I said... And I, I, did, I do talk about it. You know, we did a 12 midnight preview. Oh. That was the first preview. A midnight preview. Yes, we a did. A midnight show. And who came but my ex-husband and Charles Nelson Riley. Nice. So, because my ex-husband had said it'll never mount to a thing. And, and very quickly, would you mind telling our listeners who your ex-husband well, was? Herb Gardner. He oh, was yes. a, a playwright. Yes. And a very talented one. Right. <clears throat> but he didn't think that it would last or you didn't think what is this that you're doing and Charles said of course it's wonderful and in 12 minutes she had 8 songs <laughs> <laughs> that's like totally I, I can like hear him saying that I mean like it's, 8 songs <laughs> oh. We love <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley on this podcast. Uh, we the best. Love, the best. Love. We used to go to auditions. I played his agent, he played mine. We were <laughs> really wait, 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 I've known wait. him for a long time. <laughs> wait, what do you mean? <laughs> and I loved him, but he knew everything. Oh, please. Charles was very astute. He taught opera well, like, history. He did right? everything. Nobody knew more about opera. Oh my right. god, that, he really loved it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
That's really, really yeah, we fun. Heard, yeah, we heard he was like kind of this renaissance man. I mean, more than just being a, a singer-actor. I mean, Nobody he, knew who he was. I yeah. mean, it was him, remarkable. And he introduced me to uh, Roberta Peters, who became a friend. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, oh, I loved her. And I guess one of the most thrilling things I ever did was singing with her. She was asked to sing at the Eugene O'Neill. They were having a big benefit. And she said, I can't sing an hour, Rita. I mean... So I'll sing some things, you'll sing some things, and then we'll sing together. And it was thrilling. Oh, oh my god. That gosh. was thrilling. Wow. And I love her. She's a special lady. Oh, wow. Um, this, this role that you created has been embodied by so many young actresses. Oh, my God. It'll continue to be embodied by young actresses way beyond any of our lifetimes. What pieces of advice would you give a young actress that's about to play the girl for the first time in The Fantastic? I do say that it, it's, you, you keep it simple. I simple. Mean, you know, that's, that's what it is. And it didn't get good reviews. You knew that, didn't yes. you? Oh, yeah. Cute, adorable, right? Yeah. Walter mm-hmm. Kerr. So, uh, <laughs> Lori Noto... Because I wouldn't have gotten the part if it weren't for Laurie. He was the producer on it? Yes. Yep. And I, the, I came in after talking mm-hmm. to him, and he said, you're the girl. Right. That's what he said to me immediately before I sang. And did you say originally that they had another girl in mind for this role? Oh, yes, they did. She's still crying, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love it so much. I oh, mean, it's it so was, good. I mean, she was sitting there. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. And, and, you know, and I think they wanted Susan Watson also because yeah. she hadn't gotten Bye Bye Birdie. That's right. Yeah. But she got Bye Bye Birdie, and I'm very thankful that she did. Yes. You know. Good, good for her and yeah. great for you. Yes. Even um, better. So then, after the Fantastics, your first Broadway show is a family affair. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Now... Can you tell us who wrote the music for A Family Affair? John Kander. John Kander. Um, and this cast, this, yeah. this cast of A Family Affair is like a, a who's who. Because it's Linda Lavin. Yes, is in she it. was marvelous. Uh, Shelley Berman, Eileen Heckert. Uh, Larry Kurt. Larry Kurt, yes. B.B. Osterwald. Yes. I mean, this is, this yes. is a group, group yes. of people. Yes. Uh, Catherine Damon. Would you do me a favor? Would you tell us a little bit about what exactly was A Family Affair about? Mm. Marriage, getting married. This is about two families, mm-hmm. and uh, I was the girl in the one family, and Larry was the guy in the other. Wow. So that, and it wasn't very easy, and I don't know if you know this, but it was very sad for me because I guess some things didn't work, and so Word was asked to leave, and Hal Prince took over. That was the first job so as a director. Was the director. Yes, who had directed Fantastic. Yes. Oh, that I did and not know. And then Hal yes. took over. And then Hal took over, and I loved Hal. But I remembered the first day he came to rehearsal, and I was crying because, oh my goodness! And he said, "It's okay. We'll work it out." And he was so kind. Oh. And I've always remembered that mm. about him. That is so sweet. Very. And this was one of his first big, if not that the first. That was the first. Uh, this is the first show he ever directed so th- on Broadway, yeah. Sorry. Wow. No, no, no. no. So said it. Yeah. That was the first one. Yeah. And Shelley, is he still alive? I think Mr. Berman has passed. Very difficult. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. very, very difficult. Fact. He yeah. made life um, difficult. What made him so difficult as a... Mm. I don't know because I didn't know Shelley Berman. I mean, I knew that Charles told me a very funny story. I said, who is this man that's, you know, I mean, he's not done a a show before, but he was so difficult to work with. He said, Rita, when I was studying with Uta Hagen, 
Her, Uta and Herbert had her, their first uh, place was on 26th Street, I think, the first school. And, uh, I mean, I think Geraldine Page was there and Jason Robart. I mean, a lot of very famous, wonderful actors. And Uta would assign scenes. And Shelley Berman was in the class. So Charles would say... Everyone said, well, I'm working with this one, I'm working with this one, I'm working with... Never would they work with Shelley Berman. <laughs> no, no one but that Shelley. started his career as oh, a monologist, because yes. then he started writing monologues, because no one would do a scene with him. Oh, that's really funny. That's, that's really funny. what I was told. Oh and I God. said, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my... It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodness. Wow. <laughs> Tell oh. us what it was like working with Eileen Eckert. I, what can I say? And I say this because what an actress, right? So she got this part in a musical. She'd never done a musical, but she had auditioned and she got the part. Right. But she didn't realize there's eight performances where you really have to sing and you really have to know some music. You have to be musical. And she found this very, very difficult, and I don't blame her. So she left, I think, rather early because yeah. it was very difficult for her. She didn't understand it. I mean, unless you do a musical, you don't understand what that takes. Exactly. I mean, Ethel Merman said, I lived like a nun. You know, you, go, you went home and slept and came back and, and did a show. You know, and that, you had to do the same thing as well. Absolutely. I so, did. The family affair does not last very long, unfortunately. No, but this unfortunately, company, my God, this cast. Yes, and, a, and the, who, William Goldman yes, yeah. and Jim, is it yeah. Jim? Yeah. yeah. They wrote the book. The That's Goldman right. Brothers. Yeah. The Goldman Brothers wrote the book and wrote the lyrics. And what was it like working with John Kander? Oh, I thought he was marvelous. And I think that this, I don't know if he remembers it, and I don't know if you really want to put it. it, it just Go I'll tell it. you the story. I mean, my God. They were always doing jigsaw puzzles or whatever because they had never worked on a musical. So one day, I just, I guess Johnny was, you know, it was upsetting the whole thing was upsetting. So I said, Johnny, once you get a lyricist, you'll be a star. <laughs> so at 12 o'clock one day at midnight, when I was living on the Upper East Side, he said, do you want to hear my coloring book? That was the one that Barbara Streisand did, isn't it? Did yeah, yeah my that's coloring right. Book. And he played it for me, and he said, I'm working with Fred Ebb. And we just did this, and I wanted you to hear it. Really? 
Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is so lovely. Yes. A l- oh, the nicest, the loveliest. And I don't know if you want to use that. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think that's because, gorgeous. Because, that's because he in. was a very kind man. And all I'm saying is that, I mean, Bill Goldman has gone on to do mo- many things, and so has Jim, and they were talented. But the other thing is they had never written a book for a musical yeah. or lyrics. Do you think that's what the issue with the show was? Was that the yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think we might ever see a revival or maybe it's an encore? It's a wonderful or? show. Maybe someone can redo it or something. Maybe encores. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's some wonderful things. Oh, in at least that. The, the, there's an album. At least you can hear the yes. songs. Oh yeah, there's, yeah. there's a wonderful. I, I really album. love that album. I it's really terrific. Do. And it really John, is. You, you hear the talent. Yes, yes. you hear the it. talent. The wonderful talent. And I think had they had maybe more money, or they could take it on the road for a little bit longer and get help, it would have run a long time. Um, you next do Pal Joey. Oh my God! With Bobby Fosse. Uh, Bobby Fosse. Yeah, who was who? your pal, oh, Joey? Yeah. Fosse. Bobby, Bobby Fosse. I love it. Bobby Fosse, and that was a nut. Oh my God! She's yeah, uh, not here, thank goodness. That was Vivica Linfors, and she had the same problem. Wait, She'd what? never done a musical. Oh. Vivica uh, Linfors is yeah. an actress. Right there, yeah. Oh who played my Vera. God. Oh, Vera, yeah. Played and this. so that was also Linda. very yeah. difficult. And you also had Kay Medford. Oh, she was marvelous. Yeah. Best known to many people as Albert Peterson's mother from oh, Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Um, tell me what, so now this is very interesting. This is Bob Fosse on stage, not off stage, yeah, on he's stage. Playing but he redid the, the, the. Joey. Uh, yeah. Well, he played Joey and then he choreographed uh, the, the dances. You know? He choreographed his own dances or, or. The whole thing. The whole thing. Okay, yeah. my gosh. What's it like sharing a stage? With Bobby Fosse, my God, I've never heard him referred to as he, Bobby. We, we sang, if they asked me, I could write a book, mm-hmm. remember? Yeah, well, yeah. yes, you yes. were the, his love and, interest. Um, they were, everybody was singing with the orchestra, and there was no time to rehearse this song, because Bobby was doing a dance number. And so Bobby said, I'm not going to do the dance number. I know this dance number. Let's sing this song because Rita needs to rehearse. <gasps> wow. Sounds like Fosse. I mean, you're bringing back so many memories. <laughs> I My mean. goodness. And he did that. So that, I always remembered Bobby. He <laughs> 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 was terrific. And I said, Mr. Fosse, don't yell at me because he would, you know, yeah. they yell at dances, choreographers. Yeah. Uh, at that time, and he said, "No, I'd never do that." <laughs> he was cute, nice man. Yeah. Did you enjoy? Now, this is this is really fun. Did you enjoy working in these larger environments? So, what I mean by that is, you were just on the Fantastics, which was off Broadway in a nice, intimate theater. Did you enjoy playing Broadway? Did you enjoy playing something that was more commercial? I loved it because it was a broad. It was Broadway, and yeah. that was the thing I knew. You know. I always wanted to do a Broadway yeah. show, sure. Speaking of Broadway shows, do you want to ask about one of your favorites? Well, ben Franklin in, in Paris. Yes. Ben Franklin How? in in Paris? Yes. Well, that's another show that I replaced Susan Watson. Yeah. She was in it, and then I came in it. And another great guy was Bob Preston. Oh, Robert Preston. Mr. Harold Hill that's from the Music right. Man. Tell us what it's like working with Robert Preston. What's he like? would come in, and I had a dance. No, I'm not a dancer. So, And he was very tall. And he said, let's work on this. And he came in and rehearsed with me and sent me dozens of roses. Uh-huh. Oh. oh, what a sweetheart. Oh, my God. He was great. 
So what was Ben Franklin in Paris about? Ben Franklin in Paris. And we move Good on. Good job, Rob. Good job, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. And we move on from there. Yes. And, there. and he was brilliant in the role. Uh, oh, did you yeah. mind replacing? Did I mind? I think at that time I was happy to work. Later on when I had a standby, I needed a job. I did standby for a lot of people. Yeah. I didn't like it because there was no time to rehearse. I mean, yeah. I went on uh, for Franny Sternhagen, what was it, five or six years ago? I don't remember. And there was no time to rehearse The Foreigner. Do you know? I mean, there was right. no time. This is a play, a very difficult play, yeah. with Matthew Broderick. I'd never worked with him. And I had to go on immediately. I mean, she was ill. Mm-hmm. And there's no time to rehearse. I didn't... That was very difficult. So I think later on, no, I didn't like Later it. on, no. And then, you know, um, you stand by for Barbara Harris, right? Oh, yes, I did. So, you know, having having gone from <clears throat> the girl in the Fantastics to then a nice big role in Family Affair, then your, your pal Joey, are you okay standing by at that point? Well, they were paying me well, but I said, Jesus, I'd love to go on for this show. I did it in stock afterwards. But she never got sick till after I left, so that was, <laughs> that was the end of that. But I did do it uh, with Gig Young, and I did it with uh, a couple of other people in stock yeah were you doing stock sure everyone during this stock. time yeah. absolutely you know the stock that they, they did all stars the, were doing uh, i mean like every, everyone yeah everyone yeah. did stuff yeah. what's the what's the theater you like oh kenley uh uh, uh, uh yes in Ohio, i did it uh you did uh what's his name is he and he you know dressed as a woman too but yes. like he john kenley is that his name yes kenley. yes yes and i did 1776 with joel gray what <laughs> joel was john adams yes he was and <laughs> okay. we did it at the yes. kenley yes in at Ohio. The kenley. oh my god did you oh so you, you did the kenley you did that. Yes, when I did 1776 on Broadway, and so then they, you know, they asked me to do the Kenley Players, and so of course I did it. Oh my gosh! With with, with Joel Gray. That's very cool. Wild. That's very very cool. And, okay. And so that was uh, <laughs> that was all summer. You did know? you enjoy? What was it like working with Barbara Harris? I didn't work with, or her. at least observing her process, I should say, because she fascinates us and she fascinates well, a lot yeah, of our listeners. She kind of like, yeah. Brilliant. I think she's a brilliant lady. Yes. And so when she was doing this part, well, the one thing Burton Lane said, because she said, why would I sing what did I have that I don't have? A girl who really doesn't speak that way. And she did it wonderfully. And Burton Lane said, I don't know if you want to put this in, but he said, Barbara, it's going to be a hit. Just <laughs> sing it. Just, Just sing, sing the it. song. Did, did, you have a lot of, did you have a lot of interaction with Mr. Lane or Mr. Lerner? The composer and the writer? Well, Mr. Lerner was always going to somebody's funeral or wedding, so, uh, and he, the best. I mean, you know, when you read his book, On the Street Where I Live, I mean, he was one of the best lyricists. And Burton Lane, I got to know, yeah. so I liked them both. And the the show kind of worked, I guess, but it was never really a true hit. It was right. Bridie Murphy, and oh, yeah. you know, it was and it never coagulated, as it were. And, yeah. and if those of you are wondering, if you, in case you don't know, on a clear day, you can see forever. You could say it's the ESP musical. You yes. know, it's essentially about 
you know, going back and finding your alter life, your previous life, and having yes, a reincarnation. Reincarnation. Right? Yes, but it wasn't together. Do you know what I mean? It, it yeah. just didn't yeah. happen. And there were some wonderful songs that were cut out that I still oh, have. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Cozy and Tosh. I still have the music to that. And it, it t- took place... I mean, and, and the character, you know, goes back in time, and they never could get that. Yes. Right? I mean, it was difficult. John Did, Cullum took the lead. I know yeah. when, uh, what's his name, either was fired or left, or I don't remember. I think it was Louis Jordan? That's right, it was. Who was on the road, and then they said, bye-bye. You always do that. I do. You were like, I think Jordan. it's so-and-so. You know it is. You know you're know, right. You know. Yes, he, and he was, he, I, I thought he was terrific. Yeah. He was but yeah. I, I don't know what happened there. You know? Got it, got it, got wow. it, got it. Um, you know, we don't really talk a lot about plays on our podcast, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do have to talk about Last of the Red Hot Lovers because I think it's it's such a funny play. Yes, it and, is. And you got to work with, I'm assuming, an actor who I really, really love, and that's James Coco. Oh, he was adorable. Um, I don't think a lot of our younger listeners might know who James Coco is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go so far as to give this analogy, if that's okay. You have to think the Nathan Lane of the '60s. Very good. And oh, yeah. absolutely, okay. very funny, very witty. And when I went on, I don't. I think it was for Linda, or was it Rita Moreno? I don't remember, but I think I went on for Linda. Because Linda, wasn't Linda Lavin? Yes, Linda Lavin, yeah. I think I went on for her, but I don't, it was very fast. Of course. And so I was doing the part, and Jimmy Coco uh, was so sweet, but he, you know, he was nervous. I had never worked with him. Yeah. And Linda was wonderful, and she was. That every time I spoke, he would speak with me. I mean, he said my lines under his breath. And so I don't think he realized that. And I said, Mr. Coco, I think I can do this. And he said, yes, you can. Okay. So he was adorable. How sweet. Yeah. How very, very sweet. I love that. I love that. I love that. He was lovely. Now, do you want to ask about... Yeah, our list here a show that uh, fascinates us because we don't know all that much about it, but we've heard many stories. What was Ari? Ari, oh my goodness, Ari! Yeah, I stood by in that too. Oh my! It was an original musical from like 1971. Yes, and Constance Towers. I stood by for Connie Towers. I look like a walking (laughs) bodice because she. She was so tall, and I was so short. Oh, my it goodness, was, that's amazing. It was so crazy. And um, David Cryer, David, I don't... Yeah, David Cryer. Yeah. He was in it. He was Ari. Yes, he, he was, was the, Ari. He was the title role. When I... And, and there's a song, I and I once <laughs> did something in a... Well, you know, I did nightclub stuff or whatever. Yeah, yes. And Ken Friedman, and I will say his name, was this wonderful writer who said, you should do your medley of mistakes. <laughs> He's a brilliant That's writer. brilliant. Your medley of mistakes. Yes. So I had to sing the song that I sang in Ari that was probably one of the worst songs you ever heard. <laughs> this is the musical version of Exodus, yes, correct? Oh, my God. I'm going to say that again. Yes. The, the musical version you never, of you know, Exodus. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Oh. But I <laughs> remembered when I, when I was singing the song from Ari, if I could ever remember it. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, I... It, 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 this medley of mistakes it was a wonderful piece that he wrote because there were many shows that I had to do the 
the wrong song. Yeah. Everyone else had the good songs. And right, right, and you had like the skip song. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you had the skip uh, song. So that really was a very, that didn't, I don't know if that, did that come in or that's the last? Did, did no, according to our notes, it did come in. Did you were come at in? the now defunct Mark Hellinger Theater. Oh, wow, yes. the Hellinger. Oh. You played 12 previews and 19 performances and then we went away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was very short. Um, and I think you were okay with that. Is that right? You oh, had... I was so happy to get out of that. <laughs> oh, that was because I said to Constance Howard, she had to go home New Year's Eve and sing with Guy Lombardo or somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, and I said, she's going home and I have to go on for her. <laughs> you, you work so fluidly between musicals and plays. It just... It, and voiceover work, you're a very successful voiceover artist. Well, right now it's hard because everybody and you know, everybody wants to do them. Yeah. But I did uh, Dora the Explorer, so that's oh, really nice. wonderful. <laughs> Who are you in Dora the Explorer? I did Joan Rivers for them. And then I was the grandmother, so they said, <gasps> oh, that's, that's what great. we want. I did it over the phone, so they said, oh, I said, let me try that. That's so wonderful. So, so you can just do it from the comfort of your own living room. I didn't realize it, but my agent said, you're going to do it on the phone. Yeah. Well, a lot of voiceover people do set it up in their apartments now. I do know yes. that. Yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, they do that. Yeah. Um, you have a list of questions, right? Is that right? No, We're I was just fire curious. questions at you. What, how, you know, after the, your career has spanned many different facets, yeah. how do you stay motivated? How yeah. do you stay active in it? You know, because it, it's it, mo- it, jobs just don't fall in our laps no, as performers. Never. You know, we have to. You know, I take classes, and that oh, that is such a good. I think it's so refreshing to hear you say that out loud. Yeah. That oh, you, sure. you constantly are challenging yourself, or and, read another play, or say, "Listen, this is interesting." Yeah. I mean, that's how we did pieces of Pinter, and then I take singing lessons every week. Right. The classes refuel you. Yes, absolutely. They give you a jolt. And then I have to... If you don't take singing lessons, this is a blind art to sing. Right. So if you don't take singing lessons, if you let it go for a long time, then your voice can go. Right. And if you start squeezing the vocal cords, it goes forever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you have to really be aware of that. Were there certain transitions throughout your career? Were there any times in your career that you thought... Man, I don't know if I need to do this anymore, or maybe it's stalling, or maybe, you know, because we look at you and say, you know, you've always been a legend. How could it ever? But Every but, single day. Oh. <laughs> what am I doing Oh, here? my God. Why am I doing this? Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, I mean, my husband hears it all the time, so yeah. it's, it's always it's that. It's a constant battle, yeah. It's a constant battle even when you're working. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm doing this part. It's not very good, is it? Is it very good? No. But I'll try something else. I yeah. mean, it, you go through so many things. Uh, but the thing that you always have is the joy of what you do. Right. Because in the end, you forget, you know, reality. Mm-hmm. I'll only go as a tourist. Right. I mean, that was written. Yeah. So you go on the stage, and it's another world. So that's the joy, and that's your passion. And no matter what it is, you know, I mean, if you're a bricklayer, if that's your passion, do it. Yeah. I don't believe in retirement. You're asking the wrong person because I know people retire now. I say, what do you, play golf, you go to the beach, you do this, you do that. And then what do you do? No. Yeah. No, I, I, well, I, I just don't believe it. And maybe because I started so early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's all I knew. Right. 
that's part of your life. Yeah. What, what do you look for in your fellow storytellers? What do you look for with, <clears throat> when, in another actor? In another actor? I don't really look for anything. If they move me or I'm glued to them or something magical happens, then, then that's it. If I'm thinking, oh, God, they're working too hard, they shouldn't do that, they've chosen the wrong song, if my brain starts going, no. Yeah. And it's just me. You know, I mean, people love certain people, and it's not everybody. But I know that if I'm sitting in an audience and somebody wonderful is on the stage, I'll, I, I love it. And even people, you know, that are my age and do mm-hmm. what I do, uh, if they're terrific, they're terrific. What do you look for in a director? Oh, that's hard. Because there's no rules here. A director has to reach your subconscious or let you alone so that you can find it. Dan Sullivan is one of the best, Jack O'Brien. They know how to get to you. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful thing. Otherwise... You feel like you're in a classroom, and I don't like to feel like I'm in a classroom. You've uh, done a lot of standing by. Yeah. What? That's an art in itself. Hard. I don't want to do it now. Somebody offered me something. I said, no, not at this age, not now. I'll wait for a part. Thank you. Would you, would you explain to our listeners exactly what does a standby you do? You have to learn everything, very little rehearsal, and you can go on at a moment's notice and never have a chance to do it and with be actors, with actors. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. Are you required to be at the theater every night? Yes, most of the time, yeah. And just wait until... Wait or watch it every night, yeah. Some people have to watch it all the time. The last time you stood by, was it mornings at 7? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and um, I had a difficult time there, but, you know, they were very good actors, and it was a wonderful play. But I was glad that it was over. How do you make it work when you're having a difficult time? I think you have to do your best to relax, breathe. <laughs> are you into Are you into yoga or meditation or? I, I, I'm good I'm into breathing, a lot of breathing, whatever that means. I just sit and I relax and I think of a place that I want to be and just breathe. And so maybe that's, you know, when I was, you know, maybe that's meditation, my meditation. Everybody has their own. You're still auditioning. I think. All, probably always I'll be auditioning. About, what was it, 10 years ago, The Wedding Singer was, was going, the musical of The Wedding Singer yeah. was coming to Broadway. Um, how did you hear about that? Was it just a regular audition? Where, where your agent's like, hey, there's this part, but here you go, here's the secret. I was, Hamilton hadn't started yet, so <laughs> rapping on stage wasn't exactly the biggest thing in the world. No, and I... And here's Rita. I, I turned just, it down to begin with. Did you really? No, this is what happened. Because that was um, an awesome moment in theater when you rapped that song. That, amazing. Thank you. I was doing uh, uh, The Foreigner. And my agent said, listen, they're doing uh, The Wedding Singer, and you come and audition for it. They're doing a reading. So they sent me the music. It was such dirty lyrics. <laughs> yes, it is. And I said, you know something? I've seen the movie. I don't want to get on the stage and say all that. You know why? Because it's not this character. I can't do it. Uh-huh. Tell them no. So somebody else did it, and they did the workshop and whatever, and my agent called a couple of months mm. later. 
and said, now Bernie Telsey, very nice man, says, you have to come and audition. They fixed the song. It's not the same. Blah, blah, blah. I'm sending you the song. Get an accompanist and come and audition. And I thought, or Bernie Telsey will never speak to you again. Yeah. I said, okay. So I did. And I walked in. And I didn't care. That's when you get everything, when you don't care. In life, when you don't care, you you know, I'm not going to speak about what's happening now (laughs) in this world. Uh, But the thing is, um, I said, okay. And I was reading, and this was a very flirty person, you know. And I sat on someone's lap, and I sang, and I got up, and I left. And I didn't even get home, but my husband called, and he said, you got this. And I got... And they said, if she does this big workshop, she has a part. Incredible. That's what happened. And did you grow to enjoy the rapping of the well, song? Well, the thing is, <laughs> then I had a song called Eight Men, and they cut that. Okay. Eight Men? It's called Eight Men. Oh. I still have the music. I bet. And they cut that, and but then they put in the rap number. So nice. there was it. And yes, I enjoyed it. Um, Big reaction. The audience yes, loved it. Yeah, it was I mean, wonderful. Come on. Every and, night. And oh, I had yeah. a great doc, Kevin. I worked with Kevin, and he was wonderful. And mm. um, I think I realized that, oh, my God, who cares? I'll just do it. And, yeah. again, you know, they, my agent was terrific. Tim got me a great contract. Who is your agent, by the way? <clears throat> oh, it's uh, BRS Gage. Yes. Oh, yes, of Mark course. Mark and yeah. all the... I love them. But Tim left. But at that time... He was the one who got the contract and whatever. But I was lucky. You know, he was very good, and the rest of the agents are, too. Yeah. When does much more tribute to Tom Jones and Harvey Schmidt get premiered? I think it'll probably be in the spring. In the spring. Because I've been asked to do something for HB, where I work. Oh, HB Studios. a musical thing that they have, and said, would I do it? So I'm in the middle of thinking about it. Great. And at the Metropolitan Room, I'm assuming? Uh... No, this would be... Oh, 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 where would I do... Uh, much more. Oh, much more. It's either there or 54 below, whichever. Come right. to 54 below. <laughs> anywhere. We'll take you anywhere. Right oh, now. really? Thank you. If you want to oh set up goodness. in Times Square with a boombox. Oh, oh sure. wow. That's so oh, nice yeah. of you. How nice. How oh, sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And uh, we so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Oh, it was fun. And you know what? I, I didn't realize I had done so much. <laughs> Good. You I have. mean, you, you, you reminded me, and I said, Jesus, right, I did that. You do this very well. Well, mm. thank you. Ray. And I it's, know talent. It's a <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.